and I was laying on the floor like, fuck, I think I'm having a heart attack. And I was like, oh, I probably am not. It's probably just anxiety or some dumb shit like that. So I, mm -hmm. so I was like, I'll sleep it off. So I like went to bed and then woke up the next day and was like, fuck, it still feels that way. But I was like, I still think it's anxiety. So I was like, I'm going to go mountain biking and like try to see if this is like, see if my heart can take mountain biking. <laughs> yeah. I mountain biked for like 20 minutes and I was like, no, it cannot. So I'm going to go home. <laughs> so I went home. Um, <clears throat> it was like midday at this point. I was like, I'm going to lay in bed. If it still feels this way by like 3 p.m., I'll go to the hospital. So I still felt that way by 3 p.m. I was like, all right, I'm going to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack. Um, or I think I had a heart attack or something. Um, and they were like, all right, we'll give you an EKG. So they did that. I was, they were like, your heart looks fine. Um, and they were like, maybe it's something like on your chest wall or something. So we'll give you like a lung x-ray. So they gave me a lung x-ray and they were like, all right, you don't have pneumonia. There's no blockages. Like your heart looks like it's the normal size and everything. Um, and they gave me a blood test. And they were like, everything in your blood looks fine. And then they gave me a COVID test and they were like, you have COVID, you fucking dumbass go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. <clears throat> Welcome to the Mr. Bill Podcast. I'm Anand Harsh, editor-in-chief of TheUns.com, Bill's manager and landlord. Today's guest is Conrank. He's a staple member of the Circus Records team and he's got some big releases in the pipeline. Bass music fans know this man well. He's from China and half speaks Mandarin and lives in France and half speaks French. But lucky for you, this interview is conducted fully in English. Apologies in advance for the audio quality as we had some issues and had to use the Zoom recording. So please excuse any dropouts or coughs or any of that stuff. The joys of recording remotely. We are up and running on MrBillsTunes.com for this podcast. By subscribing for a low, low rate, you can get the podcast a week early and support the show. And if you bump up to the regular tier, you get all the things that hardcore Abletoneers get like tutorials, sample packs, streams, project files, and more. Bill's been adding more micro tutorials to his HCA feed, and you can get this podcast in your podcatcher of choice if you subscribe through the site. Kill Bill, the collaborative project with Mr. Bill and Kill Smith, is hitting Portland on April 22nd and Seattle on April 23rd. Bill's at Disco Pussy in Vegas on May 3rd and Soundwell in Salt Lake City on May 7th. Both of those shows are with Ben and Canty of Zebler and Canty Experience. On Sunday, May 8th, he's headlining Soul Fest in Florida. Bigfoot Electro is on Memorial Day weekend in Tennessee and Tribal Connection is in Ohio on June 3rd. More Kill Bill and original flavored Mr. Bill dates are coming soon. Tickets at linktree slash Mr. Bill's Tunes. Keeping it tight today, enjoy Bill's chat with Conrank. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Hey, you're 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 listening to the Mr. Bill Podcast. Recording yes. in progress. Um, it sounds like you're starting a TikTok viral video. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it's like that weird <laughs> fucking lady's voice who's like, I heard that if you watch this, you'll start laughing in one or two seconds. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good to go. Um, let me just turn my mic down a tiny bit because I'm peaking a little bit in <clears throat> Ableton. Sick. This was the best I could do mic wise a gaming headset. Yeah, no, it's, it sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Wicked. Yeah. Honestly, um, gaming headsets like not that bad. I was writing music the other day with my buddy. Um, who was writing music with Kill Smith, and um, yeah, he, yeah, he was like out here on the studio speakers, and I was in my room on these like gaming headphones that Mousetrap sent me, which were just like the uh, you know, Logitech G series things or whatever. Yeah, and honestly, like the headphone component of those were not that bad, and the the mic was like fine as well. Yeah, I mean this this I did a little test this morning, and and it's good. I, it seems to be fine. You just can't put the you can't put the uh the microphone in front of your you know i i you mm. do initially do that thing where you just put it in front like you're in a in top gun you know 
Right, right. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then you very quickly learn that it sounds like shit because every time any kind of air comes out of your mouth, it, uh, yeah, just uh, clips. Yeah. So totally. we made it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Apologies. It took so long. I, I know we were trying to plan to do this in like November and then uh, December. Well, that was my and... fault. That was, yeah, that yeah. was me messing up on that one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have like my life shit has just like changed a bunch recently. So this is actually the first podcast I've recorded in months. Like, oh really? Two, yeah, in like over two months. Um, yeah, the reason being is I like just had a bunch of a uh, bunch of bullshit happen in my life, and I ended up moving from San Francisco to Charlottesville, Virginia. And now I live with my manager in in Virginia. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty big changes. So I had to like move my entire studio here and just like kind of re reset my entire life up here and that was a big yeah it was a big move yeah like a that's of, a uh, massive move going from <laughs> san fran to charlottesville i don't know if i've been to charlottesville I'm trying to think i mean charlotte yeah but right right yeah this is a it's a pretty small town i mean it's not like a a ton of shows here i played one show here in 2016 at some like real small venue and there's like i don't know 50 people at it or something it's the 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 city you probably would play around yeah. here is um the closest city you would probably play around here is like either Washington or Richmond or Raleigh or something like that. I'm, I'm in DC at the moment. Oh, so cool. I'm not actually far from you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, no, not that, that far. far. I mean, it's near Virginia. I know that. It's about a two hour drive. Yeah. Oh, um, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are you doing in DC? Uh, I am literally, I've got friends here. And so most of my shows at the moment are, are <laughs> East coast. So, um, I'm just literally like in between shows, just hanging out here. Cool, man. Seems are you doing sense? Yeah. That, that, that's always a good idea. Hey, it's like setting up kind of like a home base for tours. Yeah. Otherwise you just feel, especially if it's like five weeks, <clears throat> sometimes you can feel really like I hate living out of a suitcase. It frustrates me. Do you know what I mean? So if you've mm -hmm. just got a bit of a base, so then you don't have to drag everything everywhere. It can be a little bit more kind of like, okay, I've got this space where I can chill. And then I go away, do shows, come back rather than constantly being in a state of like movement. Mm -hmm. It can be a bit much sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And then that allows you also to kind of not have to take a bunch of shitty shows too, right? Like you can just sort of do the ones on the weekends that are good rather than trying to fill up like every Monday through Friday as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, uh, and it's been like that. It's like, yeah, I mean, God, we're all we're all experiencing just this ridiculous uh, time in our lives where everything got just just shot to shit you know with covid uh every artist in the world <laughs> just scrambling and dealing with crap and uh i mean i just feel massively blessed to even be over in the u.s doing shows um and yeah it's it's, it's been one of those situations where we've been lucky enough to like fill you know every weekend for you know a few weeks and good enough for me to get back out here and do my thing so it's been yes yeah, it's, it's awesome to be able to do that and then to, to have like a base in between not have to sit in hotels because it can even if the budgets allow it can be really depressing sitting in a hotel on your own <laughs> you know like yeah it sometimes can be great like sometimes you could be like enjoying a little bit of solitude Mm. yeah um, no I, I feel you man being in hotels is often especially if it's like a shitty hotel out in the middle of nowhere as well yeah you're like well, the only a... restaurant in town is like an ihop across the road or something and like <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then if you want to go somewhere nice for dinner it's like an 80 dollar round trip on in an mm -hmm. uber and you're like right so i'm gonna go to chipotle have <laughs> dinner and it's gonna cost me a hundred dollars i'm not sure i'm down for that so it's a night <laughs> It's another night eating out of the petrol station, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> nice. Chipotle is your idea of a nice dinner. Chipotle well, not a nice dinner, but like, like right. say, say that's the closest thing. You're just like, okay, well, I'll, right, right. I'll you know, I'll take a, a, an Uber that way for 15, 20 minutes and it costs like 30 euro, $30 and then mm. get there, have food. I'd say like Chipotle is a not <laughs> terrible fast food option. You know what I mean? I like I class that as a, a not a bad fast food option. It wouldn't be like my go-to, mm. but if I if I was sitting in a hotel and surrounding me was like I don't know McDonald's, Hardee's or Carl's Jr. or whatever you want to call it, 
uh, Quiznos, Subway, and a Chipotle, <laughs> I'd be straight into Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's not that bad. I mean, what the whole like <laughs> shtick is that they use like what organic shit or something? I don't know. I don't supposedly, know. supposedly, you're constantly hearing different <laughs> versions of uh, of it, but I don't know. Like, I've never got sick from it, so that's a good start. Right, and it doesn't make you feel like shit unless you get like the bowl and then you eat the entire bowl. Which like... is exactly what I did the other day. <laughs> uh, but luckily, right. I didn't have a show that night. I went into mm. where was I playing? Um, Cincinnati, Newport. And mm. I went in the day before and I went out for lunch and ended up having, yeah, I, I got a massive bowl. And it, you know, when you get it and it just looks fucking huge, like mm -hmm. you're just like, there's no way I'm eating all of that. And then, you know, 20 minutes later you're like how the fuck did i <laughs> you're like, like shit it's <laughs> happened again <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i just went out i just went back to the hotel and slept so well but um mm. i had a i had a weird one where i was staying in montreal actually and uh, like going back to that kind of whole um you know lonely in a hotel thing where i i rented this hotel and it looked really good and it was like one of those service apartment hotel type things where you got a kitchen and all that kind of stuff and it was in a good area it was downtown in montreal um i thought all right cool this would be this would be good um and i just got there and it was like just the just the loneliness swept over me as i walked into the <laughs> into the reception it was one of those it was a vibe you know it was just like it felt like this place hasn't had a lick of paint for about 20 <laughs> years and no soul has ever, you know, kind of come out of here alive. And <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could do, I just ended up going to, like, I just ended up going and looking for bars, like lunch and dinner. I just ended up getting pissed for like a week, you know? <laughs> you end up becoming friends with the, the barman, you know? You're like, go, oh, it's him again. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. Not a bad day. You know, you feel like you're in cheers, you know? Are they speaking uh, French there? Uh, they, they were that. Yeah. I mean, I assume so at that time I, you know, I knew we and not, mm. and you know, <laughs> bonjour and mercy and stuff like that. Uh, and that was about it. So at that time, um, I, I wasn't living in France and had, and had no idea I was really going to live in France at some point. Um, so I can't really remember. I do remember, however, that I walked into a, a, a supermarket and it was it turned out to be a chinese supermarket and i ended up like chatting away in chinese to the um to the staff to their oh, absolute shock which was kind that's of that's cool. awesome do you speak like fluent chinese then or like close or there was a time when i got good not fluent um right. but like good enough to uh, hold a sort of like basic conversation or conversation. like yeah 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 right. but cool, um man. yeah i think those days are gone <clears throat> like it's one <clears throat> of those things i i, I very quickly uh lose stuff like that like however i reckon if i went back to china and you know was there for like a couple of weeks i'd probably it would just come back up but mm. i'd have this weird thing where i feel like my brain only allows two <clears throat> languages in it at one time <laughs> so like when i first moved to france i'd sit down and try and order things or say something and it would just because it wasn't english Mm. my brain would initially go to, to Chinese. Mm. So I'd be like thanking them and asking for things in Chinese. Um, and just being like, why the fuck am I speaking Chinese in <laughs> France? Like what's going on? And then the opposite, like I'd, my missus would call her mum, and, you know, be like, Oh, say hello to, you know, and I'd start, going into french you know it's like i just i can't seem to just pick one uh, or like or, or pick between the two do you know what i mean it, it seems mm. to be there's only room for one and now it's french and chinese has taken a back a back thing i don't understand like bilang bilingual people like proper bilingual that's some next level shit right or multilingual people right like people who can just speak mm -hmm. like four or five languages yeah insane. sorry multilingual yeah <clears throat> yeah my missus is great at that yeah, I think it's one of those things that you just have to like start from a young age, you know, it's like one of those extremely complicated things that just has to, I think, be drilled into you whilst your brain is still in that like extremely plastic or plastic or plastis, whatever it's called. Like, pla pla yeah, yeah, I know. Your brain, you your brain has to be in like this state of plasticity or whatever to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> what does that even mean? 
plasticine. It's got to be yeah. just kind of like <laughs> yeah, yeah. plasticine. There you yeah, go. your your brain has just like got to be all gumby, you know. <laughs> and, uh, then you can. Yeah, no, I definitely did it. That I mean, you know, being uh, being a native English speaker, <laughs> we obviously get away with murder, not having to. Mm. Right. Yeah. I mean, even countries like India, which have, I think, something. See the 500 or like 5,000 languages there. It's like in, insane. Like if you go to, have you, I don't know if you've been to India, but like um, if you go to India and then you drive like 80 kilometers in like any direction, they speak a whole different language basically. And yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of like that. In, it's kind of like that in China. There's so many local dialects. Mm. Uh, I mean, now these, it's like. These simplified. aren't dialects though. These are like completely oh, different right. languages. Like, Complete, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me uh, look at Indian language. Uh, so, the, I mean, Hindi is like the main one, but then um, the actual mother tongue of India is English, because they've, oh, all, right. just, they've all just decided upon like you know <laughs> they can't they're like we can't decide on any because you know there's like way too many. Well, when um, I say dialect, so so like for example, where where my missus like mum lives, which is like a forty minute train ride <clears> out of <throat> Shanghai. They speak uh, like Wuxi dialect. They speak a, a certain dialect, but it's so different from Mandarin that mm. Wuxi dialect. Someone who only speaks Mandarin, they wouldn't understand. It, it's like all these dialects, although their dialects are completely different. <clears throat> if that makes sense. So it is basically like another language. It's pretty mental. Yeah, the the Wikipedia here for India Indian language is saying according to a census in 2001 India has 122 major languages and about 1600 other languages. Jesus Christ. It's insane, right? But then um they said the the figures um of other sources vary primarily due to the differences in the definition between the terms language and dialect. Um but yeah, still I mean like from what I heard just from people hanging out there I was like so you're telling me like you can't go, you know, across town and and understand that the people over there and they're like, nope. So we just have to speak English. <laughs> That's so mental, isn't it? Like it's yeah, such it's, a it's, it's such a crazy thing that it we it, it's kind of hard for <laughs> us to comprehend that to a certain extent, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, like doing a tour in America, like if if that was the same deal here and nobody spoke like <laughs> a single language, forget about it. It's like imagine going across the state line and you know. Mm. Not not being able to understand what was going on, right? I mean, I assume it's like probably similar touring around Europe, which I haven't done. Right? It's like you probably you know, jump across, and then they just speak French. You jump across, they speak yeah. Spanish, and like. But then, I remember um, driving from driving across into France, stopped for like petrol there, spoke a bit of French, then forgot that I'd crossed into Switzerland, started speaking French, and they were like a bit confused. Mm. Uh, then didn't realize I'd hit Italy and then tried speaking uh, like Swiss, like basically, it's just like basically German, isn't it? Swiss, it's kind of similar to German, I think. Someone's going to call me out on that. I think it is from what I remember. Anyway, um, and then tried to speak uh, Swiss to uh, the Italians. So I was just like, I was constantly one step behind. I just kind of kept stopping and trying to, trying to talk and just failing miserably. Um, so in, in Europe, you can just drive into other countries. You don't have to stop for customs or anything. Like nah. how do you accidentally, I didn't yeah, realize you, could... you can just accidentally <laughs> end up in another country. Oh yeah. Yeah. Easily. Like, go, like what? So I live down right by the, the Spanish border. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and maybe I think I'm like 30 minutes from the Spanish border, something like that. <clears throat> but if I just drive South, um, um, yeah, like uh, now with COVID, there's there's actually police there, but it was just, it's just just a bridge. I mean, there was no one there checking or anything like that. You just go in and out. But now they, they there's this whole kind of um, thing of uh, like checking vaccination cards and stuff as you go in and out. So now they have police, but ge generally, no, like you're good. You just you just drive around and go wherever you want. And when you know the initial idea move to france we can just cruise around go okay everything's good but obviously with current situations it's uh not quite that simple uh right. but it's still it's still awesome down there 
Right, right. So was your decision to move to France um, just to be closer to the UK, but like somewhat visa related for your uh, for your wife or something? Or like what was the actual... Yeah, dis- I don't know. It was... I, I feel like my entire life is just uh, like a last minute, hey, let's do this. Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> let's see how it goes. You know, right. moving to China was, was that. Uh, like giving up everything and starting music was kind of like... It's something I'd always wanted to do, but it was just <clears> one day I was like, hey well, let's just do it. Like, how bad could it be? Um, So you had like a defined, a defined moment there for music? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I remember, um, there was like this one moment where I was just kind of getting frustrated with what I was doing. And, uh, my, my ex had just gone away for like six weeks and so I was just like on my own for that period. And I literally just kind of was like, right, I'm going to sit down and learn Logic Pro. And I'm mm-hmm. just going to sit here and do it for the next six weeks. And by the end of that six weeks, I'd written maybe three songs that I at the time felt I was happy with. Um, come up with the name Conrank, started the label Rankadank, which is like, I was like, right, I I like to have a goal at the end of things, right? So if I'm doing a, if I'm making a song, I don't want to feel like it's got nowhere to go. And even if it means me starting a little label and releasing it myself, (coughs) I felt like I wanted to have a a place for it. So I just started the label um, so that I I could put stuff out on Beatport and uh, the time it was like, you know, you didn't uh, Spotify you couldn't even just throw things up on Spotify uh, at that point. So, but yeah, I was basically just like organizing <clears> to have it put everywhere. Uh, and that was it. That was kind of the start of it, really. Um, I was making kind of like autonomic, like DMB, like, you know, D bridge kind of vibes. That was what I was into at that, at that point. Um, and yeah, it was definitely kind of a, kind of a, like something I'd wanted to do for, you know, and I DJ, DJed for years. Um, and, uh, you know, I always loved doing that, but I really wanted a lot of people around me. I was around a lot of people in the music industry and, and I just loved that they were able to make beats. And I had no concept at that time. I remember people talking to me about having, you know, external sound cards and, you know, satellite box, UAD satellite boxes. And I was like, I don't understand how a sound card that's outside of your computer can make a song sound better. Cause I didn't understand the concept <laughs> of mixing down. Right. So I was like, right. how can this external thing, like does, I was like talking to people. I'm like, does it go out and then run through? Is it like an analog thing where it runs through and they're like, no, no, no. It's just like, I just did. I couldn't quite get my head around all these things about mixing down and having like, higher quality monitors and i mean it's it quite quickly snapped into place when i started doing it myself mm. but i was djing right. and stuff and i really wanted to learn it and so i you know as soon as i kind of started learning it i was addicted you know that was it it was just like and i'm a bit add ish like it, it it's hard for me to focus sometimes but with music <clears throat> it's uh i'm locked in to the annoyance of most people around me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Once you get into that flow state, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I've, I've been like that recently here, actually, because, I mean, there's just not a lot to do in Charlottesville. So I've just been, kind of, <laughs> which is good. I mean, like, you know, um, I, me being in areas where there's like fuck all to do is like great for me musically, I think. Um, it's, yeah, I think boredom is like yeah. an amazing precursor to creativity. Oh, man. Yeah. Like where, where I am now, I... I always wanted, I was always thinking at some point in my music career, I want to be at that moment where I don't have to be in a big city. Like my career is moving to the point where I don't need to be like socializing five nights a week, networking, mm. you know what I mean? Right, like, right. <laughs> like I quite, I, I, you know, as much as I like to socialize, I also quite like my, a little bit of solitude when I'm making mm. music and headspace, you know what I mean? And, I live in a town with four and a half thousand people. It's fucking tiny, um, but it's beautiful. And that that's inspiration in itself, you know, and you've mm. got the coast kind of nearby and you've got rivers and you can go swimming in the rivers and it's, 
you know beautiful blue water and you've got animals and trees and it's it's just a really lovely place to be but yeah there's not a huge amount going on you kind of make your own fun but that's great Mm. because it means that monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday basically i'm kind of like a nine to fiver when it comes to producing like i wake up have my coffee exercise walk the dog and then i'm in the studio and then i'm there until six seven and then uh, and i'm done so i'm not not so much kind of a like a nighttime person so i really do treat it kind of like a a day-to-day <clears throat> job kind of thing hmm. interesting yeah i've uh yeah I tr- I've, I've tried to do that in the past and for periods of time it's worked for me but i i often find the thing that seems to work um the best for me and it's like completely unhealthy and fucked is I'll just do like a two or three day straight stint and then I'll sleep for a day and then I'll do like another one and a half, two oh, days really? and then I'll sleep. Yeah, it's Damn. fucked. Dude, that's what I've been doing for like oh the last God, that's two crazy. weeks. That's, that's why I slept in today because like my shit lately, my sleep schedule has just been ridiculous. Like I've been, yeah, just doing like these crazy stints and then like I'll just like, I'll just get like way too locked in and then I'll yeah. look at the clock and I'll be like, and I'm in a basement too, so there's no windows. Um, so I'll be like, oh fuck, it's like 10 a.m. I didn't even realize. I'm like, shit, should I go to bed now or should I just push it through? So I just push it through to the <laughs> oh next my night. God. And then same thing. Yeah, it's fucked. But like, I've been. I don't think I so. could do like a full. <clears throat> I mean, I say I couldn't do it, but. Um, Remove the windows I, from your room, though, and everything changes. Like, <laughs> once you lose track yeah, of time. And that, this I, is the second studio I've had where like there's been no windows. I, I was in a studio in. Um, uh, Denver. Um, when I when I lived there, there was uh, I booked out a room just at this place, and it was called Doghouse Music Studios, and it's the studio that um, Patrick Dirt Monkey took over after I left. Right. And uh, yeah, same deal. It's like you go into a facility, and there's just like a locked away rehearsal studio. It's like a rehearsal place for bands. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I converted it into a music studio, and the same thing would happen there because there's no natural light. You know, your brain or like your natural clock or whatever just like doesn't do its thing if it doesn't see the sun go down and come up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a. Uh, I just, I just feel kind of a, a way. Like uh, I don't know how to explain it, but as soon as the evening comes, I'm like, ah, it's relaxing time. Like I just mm. have this kind of weird thing. It's not even tiredness. It's just like. I kind of reach that moment where I'm just like, okay, it's evening time now. I mean, mm-hmm. there are, there are exceptions, but um, like I'll have weird shit where I'm just like mastering something and it's frustrating me, and then I'll try and leave it, and then I'll just suddenly like wake up at one in the morning or like just just suddenly like be, oh, no, I've got to keep working on it. You know what I mean? And then I'm locked in. But yeah, in general. But when I'm jet lagged, when I I seem to be able to move countries and change my my sleep pattern quite easily. But mm. when I'm like at home, my sleep pattern's pretty solid. Like I, I pretty much just like tw- like twelve till eight, basically. I kind of sleep, mm. um, and then the rest of the time I get into it, it's healthy for me to get into that kind of like pattern. As soon as I'm out oh, of totally, that pattern, yeah. I find it hard. I find it hard to to like operate a little bit just manage your life basically yeah yeah i do do. it just all kind of goes to shit you know it's just yeah Um, same with me dude it's like it's not like when i'm doing these stints i'm managing my life properly like (laughs) i'm like ignoring emails i'm like ignoring paper mail like i'm ignoring fucking feeding my sourdough starter i'm like (laughs) it's yeah everything turns to shit for sure but like i get a lot of music written so yeah that's good that's that's good it's um I've I've been doing a like I've been in in a kind of interesting one recently because I've been I'm my music's taking you know it's taking new paths and it's going in new directions <clears throat> which I'm really enjoying but I've also been working with other artists um like I've been working with uh um like a multi-instrumentalist guy called uh, Iggy and um a guitarist called uh, Gwen who are both uh, Gwen's French and Iggy's actually British um and uh yeah like i've been have like working with them in the studio and it's 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 been so amazing like just having someone to bounce ideas off but it's not like it's different than when you work on a collab like i actually find working on a collab in the same place as someone quite hard mm. i don't know i don't know why 
Right. Well, I it's just, like you're performing for another producer, right? And it's almost like you're yeah. trying to like show off for them a bit, but then it's almost like you're trying <laughs> too hard and like doing, you're like throwing too many effects on the sound or something where, when it doesn't I really very rarely them. find that thing to work. Yeah. Like one time me and Yeti, like we, like we rented a cabin in the woods when we were on tour together and like we just swapped laptops. So we'd each we'd oh, both wow. be sitting there <laughs> on headphones I'd do 30 minutes on his, he'd do 30 minutes on mine. We swap and swap and swap. But yeah, I've been working with um with Iggy and Gwen and um it's been fucking sick. Like just like I've got an idea in my head and I'm like, yo, play this, try playing that. And they'll you know jump on the guitar, jump on the bass, and then I'll jump on the bass and they'll be on the guitar, and then like and also I'm writing lyrics <clears throat> now. Um and uh like Iggy's an, Iggy's a vocalist so he's like he's been working with me on like you know just like improving like the way I do my vocals and and all that kind of stuff and trying to push me like having someone to push you because you're you're in your own little echo chamber in the studio, <clears throat> right mm. and you'll be like no I can't do that that's not something that <laughs> Conrad does like that's not his, his the way he does things so I can't do it and then having someone there that's just like just fucking try it like why don't you try that that could be really dope and then you mm kind of force yourself to try it um and also like when you like anything it could be arrangement or what synth you go for like having someone there to just be like hey why don't you like try doing this like or, do, or doing that it's been great so for the like november december and a bit of october most of my studio sessions i've had someone in there with me for some of the time like um yeah like working with me on things and it's it's been such an amazing creative kind of like I, I feel like i've broken out of this box that maybe i felt like i got stuck in a little bit um but it's the same it's just <clears> been like nine till five like all day kind of vibes um mm. and uh but you know monday to friday and then the weekend comes sometimes i keep going you know um but yeah like having bringing in instruments and stuff and working with my own voice has been like such a amazing experience. Like I, I feel, I feel so much more complete with the music I'm making now than I've ever felt. I think. Totally. Yeah. I feel <clears throat> the same way whenever I try and like break out of the box and just do some different shit. And I find generally the, the precursor for me doing that is just saying like, you know, oh, fuck it. Like I don't give a shit what other people are going to think about it. Cause yeah. I find it's so easy to get stuck in that. Like, dubstep box where yeah, essentially yeah, yeah. what you're doing is making music for a hypothetical audience in your head based, <laughs> based off past audiences that you've played for right or based yeah. off past audiences that um that you've you know seen on the internet listening to certain things like you'll be like oh this track did well on wakan and in my mind this is what the people of that label are like and this is what they enjoy and and these and are this like is what the, they want yeah yeah Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So then so, you start to <laughs> you start, start to, to like, kind of model it, right? Right, and you start to just try and yeah, exactly. <laughs> like be an architect and just redesign something for this like uh, hypothetical person that technically doesn't really exist, maybe. And yeah, then you just start like yeah, making this formulaic bullshit that that is never really fulfilling. But I find um, for me, for at least me personally, whenever I just say you know what, oh, fuck it, like I'm just gonna make whatever I want. Um, that's generally not only when I feel the most fulfilled, but it's also when uh, the music gets received the best as well. I find because people are like, yeah. "Oh shit!" Like I can actually, you know, feel that you, you're vibing with this, and I feel like mm. when you're vibing with something, then other people are more likely to vibe with it as well, right? It's yeah. like if you're if you're making something that's just you're not vibing with, and you think is kind of cookie cutter bullshit, then there's a good chance that like most other people listening to it are probably also going to feel that way. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary though. Like I've, the last, you know, last year's been, it's it's like a really scary situation to like put out stuff that feels a bit different. And well, your career a, sort of depends on it, right? Like your, your money, yeah. like your finances depend on this shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But maybe, maybe that's the best time to do it when, <laughs> when <coughs> COVID has caused the finances to be uh, an absolute shit show anyway because of no right, shows. Yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. right let's take let's take let's take <laughs> these uh chances right now um yeah. but it's it, i don't know like i'm not as long as you're not like making that chain because you feel forced into it 
as long as you're making that change because that's how you feel inside and that's what you want to do then you're being true to yourself as an artist like sometimes you see people like having a go at artists for changing what they do like you're not being true to your sound no i am i'm actually being now i'm actually being true to my sound now i'm actually doing what i really want to do not that i've ever i don't think i've ever like put stuff out particularly that like i wouldn't have wanted to put out or anything like that but you know i was definitely looking i was definitely constantly looking for okay what what like like i always kind of wanted to get the bandy stuff and like the guitars going and stuff like that but i was kind of waiting for it to make sense in my own head and mm. waiting for that creativity to work i didn't want to force that do you know what i mean cuz like you can totally. have an idea but just cuz you have that idea doesn't mean you're ready to to like it doesn't the, mean you like, have the, the ability to execute it exactly yeah 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 execute that's the word i was thinking um yeah, you don't have the ability to execute and you may not have the ideas uh, like that make it a reality, right? Mm. But I feel like it was just, I feel like COVID and having that headspace because you're you're constantly in this like, this kind of like circle, right? Of like touring. Okay, I've got a month off. I better make some bangers ready for the next <laughs> tour. Okay, right. touring again. Right, I've got a month off. More bangers ready for the next tour. Um, yep. And so you're just stuck in that, right? which is mm-hmm. yeah it's not a bad thing it's just it's just part of what you know what we do um so to suddenly have like almost 2 years of not necessarily thinking about you know bangers for for shows more thinking about what do i want to release mm. um i think that was just, it, it couldn't have been more of a perfect moment you know yeah i agree i mean yeah i felt kind of like a, a little bit of um survivor's guilt i think through the pandemic because uh financially i was okay just because like i'd set up my sort of financial shit to be mostly online anyway oh and, like, nice the, the show income is like you know something i definitely you should feel guilty bill for fuck's <laughs> I, sakes. Do. I, I do i still do I <laughs> regret um but yeah i yeah i felt a little bad about it but at the same time i agree with you like i felt um like kind of blessed a little bit to be like fuck like now it's like yeah this perfect chunk of time in which you know we don't have yeah. to worry about making bangers for the next tour because yeah you, you do get stuck in that cycle and it's um yeah i don't think it's the, the most artistically fulfilling or uh interesting cycle to be in yeah 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 for sure and it also made i think for some of us like the fact that we didn't tour for two years and managed to just about survive maybe chilled us out a little bit in the sense that, you know, you know, there was always that, right, I need another tour. I need another tour. I've got to keep <laughs> that money coming in. I've got to keep going. Right. Um, but it's also meant that I've like really um, changed my life during that period as well to make it much less. I don't need as much to live. Do you know what I mean? Now, like <clears throat> the state I am now compared to the state I was in before COVID, I needed much more income coming in mm. for rent and this and that and lots of, you know, various bits and bobs and now i feel like it's kind of like slowly just whittled it down to the point where it's like adopted a more modest lifestyle yeah 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 Mm. i mean i keep my car because i fucking love my car but it definitely (laughs) is it's definitely like a kind of a a porsche 986 what and it's it's my baby but it sounds nice i gotta google what that is porsche 986 s 986s let's have a look i'm not a car guy so like i have no idea oh dude this thing looks fucking sweet a porsche boxster yeah uh, porsche boxster 986 it's lovely man and it's 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 damn. quick 3.2 liter um yeah engine in the back it's and it fucking goes it's great damn. fun did you buy that in the uk or in france yeah bought it in the uk and then how much do these things cost if you don't mind me asking i guess i could find out on the internet yeah. so it depends where you buy it if you buy it in the us <laughs> you're looking at like 30 grand if you buy it in france they're about 25 grand i got it for like under 10 grand because what? i i bought it at the bottom of the market mm. Wait, during like, COVID? yeah so basically there was there was this period where just like just before covid where they just they had bottomed out Hmm. but then all the forums and stuff i was looking on because i've been a porsche fan since i was a kid 
Right. And all the forums I was looking on were like, yo, this is this is about to it's about to hit they're about to hit become classics. Mm-hmm. And when they become classics, the, the market's just gonna start rising. And they mm-hmm. and you see you've seen it before with like older Porsches, like they just start getting more and more expensive. And I managed to get it at this like dip in the market where it was like I got it for like seven grand or something. Jesus. And uh yeah, and now it's just like rising and rising and rising every year. It's adding people are adding you know you're adding fucking zeros and stuff so i just got it at the right time i it was a bit of a like the rest of my life is a bit of a like last minute suddenly saw it online got someone to check it out and just pulled the trigger without telling anyone and then <laughs> called my missus and were like hey i bought a porsche but i was like hey it's fine 2020 is gonna be a sick year bro it's gonna be like just money rolling in tours and then obviously um yeah. but like i'm gonna keep that car till the day i die you know mm. like that's it's um yeah it's awesome. damn seven grand for that car is so good I'm, I'm basically looking at another car now because i didn't want to like drive my car across the country from san francisco to virginia so <clears throat> i just sold my car there or i'm trying to sell my car there and, and then just flew over but yeah shit i've been looking at cars over here and i'm probably gonna end up spending about the same like seven grand or something and the yeah and i'm definitely not looking at it again there's definitely no porsches <laughs> out there for that price i i'm the shit i'm like looking at is fuck like ford explorer like x police trucks and shit <laughs> <laughs> nice that would be they're, sick though they're pretty tight well the market <laughs> the the secondhand car market in the uk is is um, like the you can get like the most amazing especially if you buy at the right time you can get some amazing deals like, i remember there was this like classic uh there was this classic mercedes what was it bmw can't remember uh that was selling for like dirt cheap like 10 years ago in the uk and they were like and then they became classics and now you can't buy one they're like 50 grand you know like they're crazy i wonder if it's even worth buying a second-hand car in the uk and shipping it or something (laughs) i mean as far as like left-hand drives go i'm fine with them because they're the same as in australia yeah yeah exactly right yeah that's the kind of annoying thing is my cars like you know uh is um you know the wheel is on the right uh so it's a bit annoying um when you're driving on the right because you're not in the middle of the right delay, yeah. you know what i mean it's a little bit yeah, frustrating that's, that's actually gonna fuck you up a bit because like i switch um obviously between here and australia not that often but but enough um and yeah the, pretty much the way that i remember how i'm on the right side of the road is i always just line up the front corner of my bonnet with the center of the road and then you're fine doesn't matter which country you're in right yeah unless, yeah, yeah. unless you're in a car that's the opposite hand drive to the country uh, <laughs> side yeah. driving and, that, and then it's all fucked up yeah so i i um <clears throat> The, the thing I find the most annoying is having to, is like overtaking. I can't, like, if I'm trying to overtake them, like, you know, fucking uh. desperately trying to see. Also, the tolls. Because mm. you've got to, like, gotta, lean like, over. And- yeah. But because, yeah. so this is, so in, in France, so in the UK, we do road tax, right? But in France, mm-hmm. they have tolls. And I never realized until I moved there that the reason they have tolls is because they don't charge you road tax. That is the road tax. So, like, in the UK, we pay, like, 30 quid a month or 27 quid a month for road tax, whereas in in France, (laughs) you don't pay any road tax. You just pay tolls. But you can even get around without going through tolls. Like, if you want to drive a slightly longer longer route on smaller roads, you can get out. You can get away with doing it with no Mm -hmm. tolls as well. But I've got a little thing now that goes on the top of my window, so it just goes boop. I just, like, drive up to the toll, and it boops, and I'm through. So, yeah, it's Mm -hmm. all good. Do they pay it if they don't drive a car? Oh no, you don't pay a road tax if you don't drive a car. But if you mm. if you own a car, you have to pay road tax, even if you drive that car once every six months. Mm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's not completely fair to those who don't drive a lot and those who drive way too much. Like maybe I think I think like I think both work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Obviously, both work. Uh, who has better roads? Because that's probably who works the best. <laughs> France, I have to say, France, France's roads are way less uh, like congested. Maybe it's just less. Way less there, congested. Right? Yeah, I, maybe it's because it's more sprawled. You know, like UK is like smaller and everyone's compacted in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I feel like there's you've got lots of cities close by, 
You're originally but from in, London, yeah, is it? Yeah, so my family's from Wimbledon, but I was brought up, uh, my mum moved out down to uh, Horsham, which mm. is a little town between London and Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I grew up. Um, and it was wicked because I, I had, you know, 40 minutes on a train north. Um, I <clears throat> could be in London mm-hmm. going out when I was, you know, 17. And, you know, 30, 40 minutes south and I was in Brighton, which had an amazing like hip hop scene and drum and bass scene and stuff. It was, yeah, it was banging. You got like uh, wicked clubs down there. Um, yeah, it was really, really it was a great little position to be in but you're also in like a small town where it was pretty chill (laughs) yeah i feel like the uk scene in general is just insane yo mind if i go and get some water quickly you go wild go wild my friend (laughs) just a little bit more compressed um sounds fine but yeah man i've had this like persistent cough for just forever and yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is, but like I just switched health insurance and I was like looking through on the app and it's like, uh, what symptoms do you have? Like, you know, what's your health history? All that bullshit. And persistent cough was actually one of the symptoms. And it's the first time I've ever been like, oh, wow, like it is a symptom. Like maybe there's a solvable problem here. And so I put that in and hopefully I'll figure out what it is. At some point. <laughs> I've got <coughs> I've, <coughs> I've got a little, I had like food poisoning last week. Oh, um, fuck. And that was really fun. But like, t- what, two two weeks ago or something, this little cough just started, just little, just tiny, just there in the bottom, like, <laughs> like followed through. And it's still there. And it's just really, really annoying. And some nights you'll be like lying there trying to go to sleep and it will just slowly, just before you sleep, it will tickle the back of your throat. And you're, like, <laughs> you're like wide awake. It's Damn. really, really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I need to figure out what it is. I mean, people who have been listening to the podcast for a while probably have just heard it and people who have watched my tutorials for a long time or streams, they like know that I'm just a coffee motherfucker. But yeah, <laughs> it was no good during COVID because I always felt like, oh man, everyone's going to think like I'm fucking sick. And like, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I actually had COVID um, at the end of December and it was fucking horrible. I um, So I, <clears throat> I, I basically, like I've had both shots and yeah, the booster. Same. And I still fucking got it. And Damn. I hadn't even been like going. I, I went to, I guess I went and did a show in Chicago. And then I think that's where I got it. And <clears throat> dude, it was so bad that like I was lying on my lounge room floor. And I was like thinking I was having a heart attack. Because um, like my whole chest was like so tight. And I hadn't, I didn't even consider that I could have COVID, right? So I went to the ER. Well, actually what I did was like, <laughs> um, I'll tell the whole story. I basically was like, um like I was coughing a little bit and I was laying on the floor like fuck I think I'm having a heart attack and I was like oh, I probably am not it's probably just anxiety or some dumb shit like that so I, mm-hmm. so I was like I'll sleep it off so I like went to bed and then woke up the next day and was like fuck it still feels that way but I was like I still think it's anxiety so I was like I'm gonna go mountain biking and like try to see if this is like <laughs> see if my heart can take mountain biking <laughs> yeah. I mountain biked for like 20 minutes and I was like no it cannot so I'm gonna go home <laughs> so I went home. Um, <clears throat> it was like midday at this point. I was like, I'm going to lay in bed. If it still feels this way by like 3 p.m., I'll go to the hospital. So I still felt that way by 3 p.m. I was like, all right, I'm going to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. I was like, I think I'm having a heart attack um, or I think I had a heart attack or something. Um, and they were like, all right, we'll give you an EKG. So they did that. I was, they were like, your heart looks fine. Um, and they're like, maybe it's something like on your chest wall or something. So we'll give you like a lung x-ray. So they gave me a lung x-ray and they're like, all right, you don't have pneumonia. There's no blockages. Like your heart looks like it's the normal size and everything. Um, and they gave me a blood test and they're like, everything in your blood looks fine. And then they gave me a COVID test and they're like, you have COVID, you fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but oh, dude, man. I was like, so what were your, what I was your just like, man, I like literally. fever and shit or? Sorry, say that again. Did you have like a fever and stuff or was it just like no. purely? <clears throat> no fever, no fatigue, no like it was a little bit of a dry cough, but not, not even really. It was literally just like insane tightness in my chest. Damn. Yeah, like brutal. It, it felt like um, it felt like someone had been grabbing like both sides of my chest and like pulling back on it. Like in the middle was just insanely tight. 
and oh, also like that tightness like emanated up into my sort of throat and i was getting like tightness in the jaw and shit which is also like a sign of heart shit and you know like the pain was also like in my shoulder and like in the back of my shoulder which is also like heart symptoms oh, basically. Really? and yeah like every symptom i had was like i was but then again i was looking on webmd that's a great way to give yourself anxiety uh, yeah well. right yeah. <laughs> and, and these are all also <laughs> symptoms of anxiety too so it's like, the other, I think, <clears throat> I think I got it at the end of 2019. I was like, me and Dirt Monkey were touring, and it was like the last show of the year for me, um, apart from like New Year's Eve. It was the last show before I like finished for Christmas, and um, yeah, I basically just remember having this like ridiculous like fever. My lungs were hurting. Like uh, I could bet, and I had to do like a two-hour set. It was or an hour and a half, something like that. But you know, if anyone's seen me play, like they know I'm very active on stage. I jump <laughs> around like a like a baboon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so like I was just in pain, like I was coughing, and my lungs were messed up, and I had like a fever and stuff like that. But at the time, I was just like, okay, I've caught a little bug like along the way, like on tour, you know, mm-hmm. or like I've drunk i've overdone it or whatever like my <laughs> body's just telling me so i sure, you know yeah. just did did the show and was just dying through the set and then um yeah and then i, I went i went to cali and like stayed with my mate down there um and he like he got whatever i had and had exactly the same symptoms um and then obviously like 2020 hit and all this all the news came out and i was like I was like, oh shit, like that's hmm. literally the exact thing, <laughs> symptoms I had in December. I wonder if it was already here, you know? And some people say it was, I don't know. Like I, I can't remember. What I would the- say at the end of 2019, the chances that it was COVID were probably pretty low because <clears throat> I had similar shit. I mean, like I was sick as fuck at like the the end of 2019 and then I was sick again in like, uh, in about um like mid-March, which is a round about when, when COVID started becoming like a big thing. And I, I talked mm-hmm. to my doctor and about it and he was just like, yeah, it's probably not COVID unless you've like traveled to China basically. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who you know, you, you probably had been in China, right? Yeah, but not, not since at that point I hadn't been since like early summer. I think I'd been away for mm-hmm. that long. So, yeah it probably it probably uh-huh. isn't it was just always in my head like i wonder wonder if it's possible i wonder if that's a possibility you know what well, I mean? you could uh you could get i mean probably not anymore but you, you could have got tested for antibodies right uh yeah yeah, yeah i got i got the um that's what it, yeah i got the antibody test in i want to say like june of 2020 or something because same thing i was also curious as to whether or not i had had it already and they were like you don't have antibodies and as soon as i realized i didn't have antibodies because i'd been kind of half living like i did <laughs> um just off assumption that i might have yeah, had it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, as soon as i found out i didn't have it i was like all right fuck i gotta like be careful and it made me live my life a little differently for sure a lot different. yeah when i went back when i like the first i went and played um sunset festival like last <clears throat> what was it may was it august i think it was i think it was may or something um and that was like the first show back after covid and i was just like walking around backstage just with a mask on just no one had masks on everyone was just like "Woo, we're back baby and i was like i was like really nervous i was like oh my god like re- even though i had my <laughs> had my jabs i was still like really nervous about like the jabs don't mean and not- shit dude like at this yeah. point with Omicron, it's like <coughs> you can pick it up regardless of whether or not you've been vaccinated. And as far as I know, or as far as I've heard, you can just keep getting reinfected. It's like, it's ridiculous. What, what, like after you've got it, what's the period after you've got it? Is it like three months or something that they reckon that you can't like get it again or something? I don't know for sure, but I, I, I think I've heard of people having Omicron multiple times at this point. Oh, yeah, I can't even imagine. That would just be horrible, getting it once and it being, like, really nasty. I suppose if it's just, like, a if it, if what you feel is, like, a little cold, if some people get a little cold or whatever, because mm. everybody gets affected differently, right? Totally. Oh, like mine was not really a, bad. Like. Yeah, I would say mine was not, like, a little cold. It was, like, full-blown, like, lung tightness. So yeah. it was 
that was the really unknown symptom though it was yeah there was nothing else. yeah, like, yeah. No, no no i didn't mean you yeah. specifically just oh, like whoever like like, uh, yeah. like you as in a proverbial <clears throat> you right but like, like um <laughs> yeah like uh um one of my friends got it a few weeks ago and he was just like, yeah, it was just like really nasty, like fever, delirium, you know, like sweats and hmm. uh, lasted a few days. And uh, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I'm on board for that, but I don't know. What can you do? Like you can either just wrap yourself up in cotton wool or yeah. you get out there and, you know, do you think? And I know some for some people they don't have a choice. They've got to wrap themselves up and like keep safe. You know what I mean? Right, because um, they have like um, what do you call it? Like uh, they're immunocompromised or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people like definitely shouldn't be, you know, getting it. Do you know what I mean? Like especially as you get older and stuff. And like my mum, do you know what I mean? Like she's got to be more careful because she's just she's older, and you know, you get more fragile. Totally, yeah. I, I imagine if I had have gotten this shit, like you know, even ten years ago, I probably would have been fine. But yeah, I mean, even hitting like my mid thirties, I'm starting to feel it, feel everything more. You know, like you, you start getting those two, three day hangovers. Oh yeah, start oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, two day hangovers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, a hundred percent. And I sometimes I'll push it way too far. Like I remember last last year, uh, it was my birthday. So this is like August. And I had like basically two weeks of solid partying. Um, I started, a, I started, I was playing in Houston with Figure, and that was my actual birthday and like got wrecked. And then the next day went, uh, went and played somewhere else. The party continued, flew into Vegas, met with some friends. We went off, like rented a bit Airbnb just outside Vegas, got hammered for five days went and played vegas then carried on touring after that for another week carrying like carried on celebrating you know what i mean <laughs> and then and then went to tahoe to my mate's house and the whole point was right it was it was when the um it was when uh like the fires was happening right mm. so i like i flew into tahoe and i was a little bit nervous because i was thinking shit like i'm flying into a place that very like you know could potentially people might have to uh, what's the word um <clears throat> when you get uh when you get forced to ex evacuate evacuate uh, i was <laughs> doing x for some reason ex i was thinking ev uh, evacuate um so i flew in there and uh and my uh, i got a couple of friends there logan and, and bianco who got a place and i was go hang out with them i love tahoe man it's fucking beautiful um and i landed and and uh, another friend of ours tyler uh timek who, who runs shows around around like south lake and around tahoe uh, uh came he was over because he had been evacuated from the south lake so he was over and then I was supposed to be landing in Tahoe to have like a really chill 10 days exercise. Well, not 10 days. It's like seven days, like relaxing, cycling, you like, you know, doing all those nice uh, kind of Tahoe countryside things, getting over mm. the last like two weeks of partying. And then because our friend was over, it just turn turned into another party of just like <laughs> smoking and drinking for another like seven days. And like, just at the end of that of that trip my body just went nah nah like this, you you've literally just pushed this way too far you haven't stopped for like two and a half weeks and i just died like i was supposed to be going to play golf um uh and my body just gave up for like i, I was just yeah it was just a mess i was just feeling like shit and i was like yeah maybe maybe two and a half weeks of solid pieing isn't the way to go you know like mm. when you get a little bit older you gotta be a little bit more careful of uh <laughs> of, of that kind of thing you know but you kind of forget mm. and you're just like fuck it hey you know i'll right. just keep going it'll be fine yeah, you're like i've done this before this will be fine mm. <laughs> i've done it before i'll be all right it'll be the same right especially if it's alcohol dude alcohol is like the most fucking poisonous shit uh, that'll yeah I know. yeah i mean there's obviously other drugs that'll wreck you really hard too like you know i feel like two and a half weeks straight on mdma or something probably wouldn't be that. <laughs> yeah you probably would be <laughs> in a really good place right yeah no i mean there is i think substances you can binge on not that i suggest doing it but i mean definitely ones that'll leave you in a lot better of a state than 
than alcohol will. Like weed, you know, I feel like people smoke probably weed for weeks on end and the worst thing that happens to them is they probably just don't get as much shit done as they normally do and maybe yeah i've started smoking again like like while i like while i'm over here in the u.s like i'm i'm now kind of i haven't smoked for years and started smoking again and it's yeah it's nice man it's very relaxing very chill but i get i feel like i get less work done because i get a, i get a weed hangover in the mornings mm. so i'll like smoke in the evening and then i'll wake up in the morning and it'll take me whereas usually i'm like up at eight like exercise studio like if i've been smoking the night before i'm like up at 9 30 10 <laughs> takes me a few hours to get my shit together and like i might start working at like one you know what i mean so it's mm. yeah i find i find it definitely makes me lazier i right. wish it didn't because if, if it didn't then that would be like literally the perfect relaxation tool mm. yeah i uh for whatever reason um, I used to smoke a lot of weed when I was younger, but now I, it just gives me fucking seething anxiety, like really bad. Uh, then to be fair, I, I haven't actually tried smoking weed in a while. Maybe it doesn't anymore, but, um, and I, I know as soon, every time I say this, someone's just like, oh, maybe you haven't tried the right strain. Have you tried an yeah, Indica? Yeah, and I was like, right? no, dude, trust me. Like I've tried a lot of different weed. I lived in Colorado for five years. Like, <laughs> um, like I lived in Denver proper for like five years just after they got it legalized. And I've tried a lot of weeds and yeah, basically every time it just makes me feel like I need to go to hospital because I'm like having a medical emergency of some sort, whether it be like, and then the weird like physical anxieties that I get from it is either think I'm having a heart attack or, which is why I thought the COVID thing was a heart attack because I've like, um, right, right, right. or why, sorry, why I thought it was anxiety because I've like had that anxiety before on shit like weed. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So I either think it's that or I get this other really weird shit where I think I've dislocated bones where like I think oh, either, like I, I think my hip is like out of its socket or I think my like oh, I, my God. or I think my shoulder's out of its socket and like I just, <laughs> that I, sounds really unfun. It's not fun, I mean? yeah. Or I think yeah. like my my or I think my ribs are like not uh, not holding up properly and they're starting to like bend in weird shapes oh, and like shit. and like when your ribs feel like they're starting to bend like your, your sternum starts to hurt and like oh man that sounds horrible it like, sucks dude I definitely was hating like I, I I was like that like getting like really bad anxiety like when I was when I was a kid I had like seizures right oh, um, fuck. and uh so I went through a long period of like smoking <laughs> and thinking and like you know, like 17 to 20, like I'd smoke and, and I would sometimes I'd get really, really stoned and then I'd have a seizure. So what I'd fuck? like, wait, so you're, you're an, ep you're epileptic or I, no, no, I mean like it never got classed as epilepsy. Um, okay. So but, I think, and I think what it, this might be then is what I've had before. It's called vasovagal syncope and it's happened to me on weed as well. It's a, oh, really? yeah, it's not, it's not a seizure. It's just like you pass out. Right. No, no, like I'd, it's proper, like proper, like seizure, seizure, like shaking, oh, going blue, tongue going Holy into shit. your back, your throat, and shit. Yeah, it was nasty. Oh wow! Um, and uh, and it happened a bunch, you know, like when I between like seventeen, twenty one, kind of thing. Um, and uh, so like then later on, when I kind of wanted to smoke a little bit of weed again, like it definitely, like I, I kind of had that direct relation you know what i mean like of like oh my god like as soon as i started to feel a little bit high i'd start oh shit am i gonna have a seizure like i'd start freaking out and getting a bit like paranoid about it and getting anxious about it and it's taken a while for me to finally and i when i if i haven't smoked for a while and i have my first smoke it, i have to feel you know, i have to be in a really comfortable position like not position like place like and smoke a tiny bit like it's a joke like i'm literally like you know like tiny 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 puff just to see how this specific strain of weed affects me how i feel with it how i like how how like does it relax me does it make me a little bit edgy so like i'll smoke a tiny bit then i'll wait 10 minutes see how i feel smoke a little bit more smoke a little bit more and then i'll just slowly ease into it like that and then like a few days later if i've got the same strain i'm just like you know it becomes much more relaxing and like and i've found on like on this trip i've just been able to smoke and not feel 
you know, I'm not like sitting there doing massive, like, <laughs> like 15 you know. gram dab YouTube challenges <laughs> <Yeah>. and shit. <laughs> I've just got like a little, little pipe, you know, and I'm just like this little tiny kind of, but man, those I, I feel very relaxed. YouTube, those YouTube dab challenge people are insane. They're, they'll just have like these big long, like strings of wax and they'll just have a dab rig and like be feeding yeah. it in, like dabbing. It's Did like you see the one the other day. Um, someone, <laughs> someone lit their hair. Like there's a dude, he like, I think he puts like eggs. He put like raw eggs into the, into the like bong. And then he puts the, he, he like does the, the fucking, you know, the bowl. And then he lights his hair on fire, does the whole bowl, drinks the eggs. And then like, and then like uses the last of it or something to like, put his hair out it's something like that maybe i'm getting mistaken about two different things but there's one with eggs and there's the one with someone lighting their hair on fire like i think the eggs one is definitely like he, he does it through the eggs and then he drinks the eggs afterwards i'm like yeah all right let's I, see eggs fire hair video i'm just gonna <laughs> that into uh bong you got did you put in there like bong let's put that in there too uh all the way up oh yeah here we go <clears throat> Uh, yeah okay so this is um all the way up there 420 lighting his hair on fire ripping a bong and putting out the fire uploaded september 29th 2021 and it's got under 5,000 views <laughs> oh my god this dude's like fucking just lighting all of his hair on fire with a lighter. yeah it's really it's really like why would you do that he doesn't like, he doesn't have eggs in the bong but his hair is for sure on fire <laughs> what the fuck i feel why? like Dude, that's got a stink. Oh, yeah, and then putting it out with the bong water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Uh, Bong, eggs. Oh, dude, the top comment is very inspiring. (laughs) And then someone else is like, nice, bro. I don't know how I never thought of this. (laughs) Oh, my God. Warm raw eggs and bong water. Smoking with raw eggs. Yeah, there's raw eggs ones, but obviously, yeah, it's separate. It was a separate thing. Yeah, it makes me do this shit's crazy. So dumb, dude. The shit people do, it just it, it amazes me. Like I'll always remember that Tide Pod thing, you know? Oh yeah, where people are, like trying to eat them and stuff. It's like mm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> cool, man. Well, hey, dude. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast. I'm glad we finally got this shit recorded. Yeah, me too. Um, me too, man. Me yeah, is there too. anything you want to plug? Um well, I mean, if you haven't heard the album, go check out the album uh, because uh, that came What's it out. What it's called? This simulation's breached. Oh yeah, I, I listened um, to that actually. Um, cool. When we were first trying to organise to do this podcast, yeah, I was, yeah, yeah, I was doing some research. Nice, there you go. Um, so yeah, go have a listen to the album, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, just just fucking that's it really there's come come see me if you see me coming to your town tight where can people find uh all of your dates so everything is just conrank so it's like you know instagram is conrank twitter conrank facebook mm-hmm. conrank it's all conrank so it's fairly cool. uh fairly easy to find so yeah just search for all that stuff it's all up there um obviously i don't know when this is dropping but um uh yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in town until I mean, like the US doing shows now till the 27th of Feb. So, cool. All right, dude. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot. No worries, dude. Thanks for having me, brother. Of course. I'll catch you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to the Mr. Bill podcast. These episodes are edited and uploaded by Robert Fumo. You can also support the show, get early access to episodes and hear bonus content by going to patreon.com forward slash Mr. Bill's tunes and becoming a patron. Uh, Please rate and review on iTunes unless you're going to be a little shit about it. And all the links to my various platforms are at mrbillstunes.com. Thank you.